Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast with our senior pastor, Ben Martinez. Don't forget to check out our website at calvarychapellubbock.church. There you'll find a lot more about our mission to love God, love people, and live radically. Now here's Pastor Ben. Guys, in, in ancient Israel, there appeared tremendous swarm of locusts. They would appear suddenly coming, could you imagine, like a dark cloud that darkened the skies. Locusts. Like the sunlight would spread over the peaks of the mountain and begin to slowly spread across the valley, the swarm of locusts were unrelenting in their progress. They were referred to in many locations as Calvary. Not Calvary, Calvary. Why? Because these locusts, guys, they had a hard-scaled bodies like armor. Their heads were very similar to that of a horse. And they would come in large numbers, and the sound of their wings could be heard for up to six miles away. Every attempt of men to stop them was to no avail. Men would dig trenches and fill them with brush, set fire to the brush in an attempt to burn the insects that would, and that would not stop them. Rank upon rank would continually push forward until the burned bodies of those in front would simply be a bridge of those that followed. These locusts were so destructive that they would leave the land absolutely barren for two years. Every bit of grass, tree leaves, small limbs, the bark off the trees, even the reeds used on the thatched roofs of the house would be devoured. The, there would be nothing left after they passed, and there was no defense against them. They would eventually get to the sea, and there they would perish only after, devour, after having devoured the land and leaving the people in great distress. This message is to the church. This message is not only to the church, but it's to those outside the true church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, God, God Almighty, Elohim, is calling us to assemble and to prepare for war. For there is a strong and powerful enemy that's coming against us to destroy and to devour all that God has given to us. So this, today, is our last teaching in what I think has been an amazing series. We started out with the biblical last days. Then we moved to the rapture of the church. We spent 10 Sundays, church, talking about current world situations as well as what God word, God's word had to say about each one of them. Well, today, I want to end the series with a simple recap and to sound the alarm. To sound the alarm. Let's take a look with me, if you will. Let's read it together. Ezekiel 33, 1 through 7. Guys, listen what it says. Read with me. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man. Now, right here, he calls 
he calls Ezekiel the son of man, but the only other place he calls son of man is Jesus. So he says, son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, when I bring a sword upon the land and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take a warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. Then he heard the sound of the, he heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take the warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, then the sword comes and takes any person from among them. He is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear this word from my mouth and warn them for me. That's the word of the Lord. Can I get an amen? Now, let me do this. Okay, let me do this. I'm going to read it again. But with your permission, I would like to change the verbiage to make it sound more modern. Okay, so just listen up. Okay, Ezekiel 33, again... The word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, speak to your people, the church, that's you, and say to them, when I bring a sword upon the land and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their pastor. When he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the church, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not, ta- does not take warning, if the sword comes upon him and takes him away, his blood shall be his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take the warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes warning shall save his life. But if the pastor sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword does not comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I shall require at the pastor's hand. So you see, son of man, I have made you a pastor for the church. Therefore, you shall hear the word from my mouth and warn them for me. Your attention, please. This is exactly what he's saying. He's saying God has called us to be a watchman. To warn the church. And for the last 10 or so weeks, guys, we have been talking about this. Now, if I can be honest with you, there's a lot of people who don't want to heed the warning. That's what Ezekiel just said. There's people go, hey, you blew the trumpet. That's up to you. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I get that. Your blood is going to be upon your head. But if I don't sound the alarm, if I don't sound the warning, if I don't blow the trumpet, then God's going to require that of me. I would love to come in here each Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and give you the most uplifting, most encouraging, most inspirational message I could possibly give, but I have to teach the Bible. And not only does the Bible talk the truth, sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes it makes us, ooh, whoa, I didn't like that. Pastor stepped on my toes. Oh, well, I don't know about that. No, 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 guys, we have to speak the truth. 
If you were to ask anybody today, why do you go to church? Well, I love the programs. Oh, well, I love the Sunday school. Well, I love the people. Well, I love this. I love that. Here's the bottom line. We should love the word of God and want to be fed. That's why we go to church. I want to be fed God's word. I want to grow in my walk. This is why. You see, God called me as your pastor. You see, it was 17 years ago that God said, Ben, I want you to go to Lubbock. Okay. I don't know anybody in Lubbock. I want you to go. And I want you to teach the Bible. But see, here's what God didn't tell me. He didn't tell me it was going to be hard. I feel like I'm Amish. You guys understand? With a plow and a horse. And I look over across the street and I see all this machinery and there I am. Right? That's how I feel because each week it's like we're just trying to plow. We're trying to just... Well, nothing came truer than yesterday because old, Jay Ma- old, old, old Joe Mabry, he decided to put me to work. Okay, I say, hey, Joe, Joe, yes, sir. Hey, can I, one of these days I want to borrow your tiller. I want to till my front yard. I want to get it looking. It's gotten ugly and there's no grass and I want to till my front yard. And so he calls me up and says, hey, Ben, I'm on my way with the tiller. I'm like, oh. I said, why don't you like me? So he brought it over. Guess what that means? There I was yesterday with the tiller. I understand. Of course, the Lord always speaks, doesn't he? He says, these are like some of the hearts. Some of us are very soft. Some of it is very hard. And I went over and over. My arms started to hurt. Uh, uh, uh. But I'm your pastor. Called me to do this. To preach the word, to teach the word. To live and to die. Hey, I like him. To live and to die with you. And when something good happens to you, I rejoice. And when something sad happens to you, I walk in that. Sixteen and a half years ago, God brought Soph and Yvonne. And I'll never forget the day they walked in the church. When I was little. And I've tied Soph and Yvonne up for sixteen and a half years so they couldn't leave. And he's, um, and he's a watchman as well to, to do what God has called us to do. Because there, there's one thing I can tell you about my friend Soph. He hears the voice of God. He does not hear the voice of men. Guys, we're watchmen. And I want to sound the alarm that we're living in the last days. Now, that should not freak us out. Linda, that shouldn't be like, oh, because Linda's 20 years old. She's got her whole life ahead of her. I understand that. I would be like, quit saying that, Pastor. I'm going to school and I want to. All of this stuff that we, that we all had, right? We all wanted. That's okay, Linda. You can live your life. Just be ready. Just be ready. But the point is, guys, I, we, we're living in the last days, okay? Peter, the apostle Peter said... 2,000 years ago. We're in the last days. Right? And 2,000 years have passed. And not only are we living in the last days, guys, we're really on the verge of going home. We're on the verge of going home. So what do I want to do? Let's highlight some of the stuff we talked about, okay? You go, how so? The very first point we brought up is the world has gone crazy. Can I get an amen? Amen. World has gone nuts. How so? Three categories. Probably more, but let me give you three. Okay? The first one, guys, is religion. Religion. You realize that it was a year ago 
the government stepped up and said, hey, you need to close down the church. Guys, because of that, we're slowly trying to recover. Many churches are still closed down. Many pastors listened. Now, I understand. We were, we were compliant. Lord, we're going to honor you. And if the government feels like this is, this is what we should do, this is what we're going to do. So we closed down and we sat and we waited. And we, May, about May 10th, I think we opened back up. We went through Easter. We, we opened back up. So they attacked the church and they continue to attack the church. Even today in Edmonton, there's a church surrounded by police because they were holding services. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? We're free here in, in Texas. We're free in Lubbock. Come on. Oh, but what if there was the National Guard outside? See, they're attacking that. That's, that's world's gone crazy. When is, when is it ever attacked the church? Listen to me. Then we saw politics. That's the second one. You guys know this. You guys know this, right? Guys, think about this. We went from, we went from having a president that we see, would seem to be going really well. Economy, strength, to where, well, we heard a lot of voter fraud, voter, all of this stuff, stealing the, I mean, it went nuts, politics, guys. So much so that you and I feel like we can't even vote anymore. Because our attitude is, what does it matter? We don't have a voice anymore. So they attack that. World's gone crazy. Third, economics. Economics. Right? Just look at the gas pump. A year ago, we were paying about a buck fifty a gallon. Now it's anywhere from two fifty to two sixty, even higher than that. How much was it in California? A lot higher? Three fifty. Wow. But here's the thing, guys, it's going up. Not only is it gas, but you could buy a sheet of plywood, I think for about 13 bucks a year ago. Do you know how much it is now? $97. What does that mean for your house? Oh, I want to build a house. It's crazy. The world has gone crazy. Religion, politics, and economics. You see, Babylon had this three stool. This is what they, this is what they're going to center everything on. One of the main highlights we talked about, guys, you can jot this down or you can look at it on the screen. Second Timothy, this is where we went. Chapter 3, 1 through 5. It says this. As Paul writes to Timothy, he says, but know this, that in the last days. So, so, so Paul's already going, we had last days. He says, perilous times will come. Why? Why, Paul? For men will be lovers of themselves. Do you guys see that? Do you think uh, it's all, Right? We used to sing a song, it's all about you, Jesus, and all this is for you. You know what the song we sing now? It's all about me, Jesus, and all this is for me. That's what we're singing. Men will be lovers. But not only that, check this out. Lovers of money. This is what Paul said. Lovers of money. How can I make a profit? What can I do? What can I do? Boasters, proud, blasphemers. Guys, you and I, we can't even mention God anymore without being blasphemed. I'm waiting for the day that as we post scripture on Facebook or Instagram or so forth, they're going to say, no, 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 you can't do that anymore. 
All you can all you can post is what you're eating. Right? Or what lipstick you're wearing today. That's what they're going to do. Now, what we got to do, Feathers, is figure out how to post something on Facebook like the Apostle John did so everybody else knows what we're talking about, but they don't know. That was a great burrito. Aren't we glad we're fed? <laughs> right? Blasphemers. Oh, disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Unloving. Unforgiving. <laughs> Slanderers. Guys, without self-control. It says, haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And he says, and from such people turn away. Guys, are we there yet? Are we there? I mean, seriously, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Hey, hey, nothing I were talking about this morning. Listen, do you realize what God saved us from? He saved us from ourselves. We're a wreck. We're a mess. And then he saved us from hell. And yet we would rather spread our pleasures on us instead of honoring the one true king, the living God. Are we there yet? Absolutely. How do you know? How do we know? Because of a, I don't know if I'd call him a pastor, but there's a fellow by the name of Brandon Robertson. And the Christian Post writes this. An openly homosexual man who reports to have received his pastoral and theology degree from the conservative Moody Bible Institute, who is now a so-called LGBT activist, author, claims, ready, that Jesus used racial slur and repented of his racism, essentially calling Jesus a sinner. That's what he's saying. Yet, yet the word of God says that he who knew no sin became sin, right? He didn't, he didn't sin. He was fully God, fully. But this, this guy, this guy says, no, no, no. He, he. Now, I'm not going to go into detail what he said, but the recourse was a, a Dr. Edward Belcourt, and here's what he writes. He is the, um, who is a theology faculty member at Northwest University, as well as the founder of the Department of Christian Defense, told Christian News Network that Robertson's interpretation of Mark chapter 7, 24 to 30 is nothing new. Quote, there are scores of pseudo scholars out there who openly possess disjointed, erroneous interpretations of the Bible based on their own, listen to me, personal theology and sinful lifestyle. It's not a simple exegesis, Delcor stated. Brandon Robertson's pretexting passages to fit his personal views are always embraced by the unstudied and extremely gullible, end quote. Guys, think about it. This is what Paul says. Paul says, in the last days, people are going to depart from the faith. Oh, no, no, it's the guy who's walking on the fence, the guy who can't get it together. No, 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 it's Christian theologians, it's pastors going, I don't believe in God anymore. And you shouldn't either. And you're just like, what? 
What? What? You know what our world is screaming? You know what our world is screaming, Haas? I don't want God. I want a world without God. I want to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. I don't want anything to tell me. What what trips me out is there's a lot of people who don't believe in God are fighting against God. I was like, well, I just, I don't believe there's a God. Well, then why are you fighting so hard against us? Because we believe in him. Well, y'all are crazy, but that's up to us. Listen, when reading what Paul said, I found an article that said this. Paul's words, we find that terrible times will not be bad because of difficult events, but because of evil people. This is what will make the last days so terrible. There will be many in the church who profess Christianity, but look nothing like their Lord and Savior. Guys, that should be our goal. Our goal is to reflect who Jesus is every single day. And I know we stumble. I know we fall. I know there are times my wife looks at me and goes, you're not reflecting Jesus at all. I get it. But that's my goal. My goal is to reflect the Lord. This is how he would act. This is how he would act. Do you guys know when God puts something in your heart? You guys know, right? Do you ever fight God when he's put something in your heart? Do you ever debate? God put something on my heart. Lord, are you sure? That's what I want you to do. You know it does. I mean, I didn't get an audible voice, but I wrestle with him a little bit. It usually involves money, right? Here's what I want you to do. Really? <laughs> are you sure? Okay, God, if I, three, if I see three stars lined up like this, and then I rainbow around it, and you know what I mean? And then we go, that's from you. And then you don't see it. and you, Well, I guess it wasn't from God. No, 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 it's still in your heart, right? And he keeps putting it in there, and he keeps putting it in there. And then, you're, and then when you finally just do it, you're like, okay, it's God. I, I love when he does that, but is it just me, or do you all fight with him too? Yeah. Does God sound a lot like your voice too sometimes? Yeah, good. That's not only me. Guys, how do we know we're living in the last days? Think about that. Evil people. People departing from the faith. Can I just warn you, please, please, listen. I know you have your Christian heroes in the faith. I know you have your pastors that you look up to, and, and this is the guy that I, that, that I follow, and, and this is the pastor that I really relate to. Guys, listen to me. Even the elect could fall. Okay? Do not put your eyes on a pastor. Put your eyes on Jesus. Do not put your eyes on a Christian author. Put your eyes on Jesus. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you because I, th- I see things on the horizon. I'm like, oh, these are guys I like. And they could depart from the faith. Listen to what Jesus said, guys. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 37, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says this, when the Son of Man returns, guess what it's going to be like? It will be like the days of who? Noah. What was going on in Noah's day? You see, the days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. Look at verse 39, guys. People didn't realize what was going on, what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them away. Does that not sound like our day today? People didn't realize what's going on. We tried talking to people. 
And, and, I, and, and I understand. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I, I get it. But I'm trying to warn people, and they look at you like you're scaring them half to death. You guys understand that? You're scaring them half to death. Why? I don't want to, listen, because a lot of us have the mentality, um, if I don't deal with it, if I don't, if I don't acknowledge it, then I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, but Jesus is coming. Yeah, he's been coming for a long time, but I just want to, I just, I just want to raise my kids. I just want to live my life. I, I, I gotta be honest with you guys, and I, I don't want to get in trouble, but I cannot believe the amount of people raising little ones that have them in five different sports. Little ones, first graders. Oh, coach, we can't make it because we got this, 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 this. And I'm like, the poor kid is in first grade. Guess what's happening? Seven days is not enough. You guys understand that, right? Seven days is not enough. So what do we do? Sunday. Got to have sports on Sunday. People didn't realize what was going on, guys, in Noah's day. People didn't. Can you imagine? There's Noah, crazy old Noah, building, a, building an ark, right? And we would say in the day, the size of Texas, that's what he was building. Size of, it was an ark, size of, but they didn't know what was going on, guys. They didn't catch it. They didn't grasp it until they saw the first raindrop. And then they were singing that old song, raindrops keep falling on my head. I don't know the rest of the song. But anyways, the point is, guys, think about it. But here's what the Lord says. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill, making tortillas. If you're making some tortillas, Rosa, with an unbeliever, watch out. You get to go. We're going to make tortillas. We're going to make tortillas. Are you saved? You better be saved because I, uh, I don't want to leave you in my house alone. But anyways, that's, you guys get the point, right? One will be taken and the other left. Guys, it goes on in this passage. I don't have this, but it goes on to tell us that not only in the days of Noah, help me somebody, but also in the days of Lot. Do you remember what's happening in Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah? Do you remember what's happening? This is, guys, this is why we're voting, this is why we're voting yes. Because a lot of stuff is happening. A lot of stuff is happening that you guys would think would happen. A lot of stuff is happening that you would not believe. Hmm. We also talked about this. I got to go on. I could be, we'll be here all day. Number two, the return of Jesus can happen at any time. Okay? It's called the imminent return of the Lord. The imminent return. Now, 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says like this, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Can I get a good amen for that? Because our, our uh, loved ones who believed in Jesus are going to be there. Let, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Um, 
I think it was Haas. Haas, you gave me a cup that says that be careful what you say because it's going to be used in a sermon. Well, my brother the other day told me, he, we, I talked to him on the way home, and, and my brother said, Ben, I got, I've got to tell you the weird, this dream that I had, this, this weird dream. And I said, what, what's that? You know, I lost my dad in 2012, but my brother lost his, his 20-year-old, 21-year-old daughter to lupus and other complications. And, and um, this was in 99. And so my brother's been listening to the podcasts, and he says, I had a dream that I kissed my dad on his forehead and that I saw my, he calls it my hita, my daughter. And I said, I said, Larry, the Lord is preparing you to see them again. He wants your heart. He's the same one that says, you need to stop talking about the Antichrist. I don't like it. I don't like it because, right? And I said, well, we got to talk about it. He says, yeah, but I don't like it. He's the one who told me. My brother's the one who told me we're going to harpazo out of here. I was like, what? The dead in Christ will rise first. Guys, your family members are going to be there. They're waiting on you. They're waiting on you. And let me just say this to you. My God is so good. They're waiting on us. They're waiting. You guys ready for a glorious reunion, Eva? You ready for a glorious reunion? What a day of rejoicing that's going to be. Wow, when we get, when we get there, when we get to heaven, we're going to see, we're going to see our loved ones. Here's the thing. They're not going to come and go, why did you do this? They're going to come, they're going to be just like this. It's great here. I'm looking forward to seeing our loved ones because they're going to rise first. So, Pastor Ben, what if the Lord doesn't come back for 15 or 20 years? Well, then you might see him before then because nobody's promised tomorrow. But I know this. We'll have your funeral, but it won't be a funeral. It'll be more of a celebration of life going, I can't wait to see him. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Now, we don't like to lose anybody. Amen? I don't like to lose anyone. That hurts. But the Christian has great hope because we go, <sighs> church, listen to me. I have never seen more people walk this aisle and get saved. And that's the whole key. Then we, everybody say we, say it again, who are alive and remain shall be caught up, there's, there's that word, harpazo, with them to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another. Guys, we are talking about this eternity. Can you wrap your mind around eternity? Eternity. Forever. Forever. That was a reference to uh, the Sandlot. Forever. We're going to be with God forever. This will be super cool. Forever. Haas, no more, no more doctors. No more. You'll be, you have, a, yeah, put your, put your, Get your list of what you want, okay? How you want. That way, when you get your, your glorified body, you go, yeah, forever. Now, let's be honest. We can't wrap our minds around eternity, can we? Why? Because since you were born, till you die, okay, you've, you've been conditioned that everything has a beginning, everything has an end. And then when it's end, it's done. It's over. 
But eternity goes on forever. There's no, there's no end. I don't know. After about what, Nathalie, 100,000 years maybe of worshiping God, you might go, okay, now let's go see what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Remember, church, remember, the rapture, the harpazo can happen at any time. Well, why hasn't it? Because God is so merciful that he wants to see your loved one saved. He wants to see your sister come to God. He wants to see your brother come to Jesus. He wants to see your parents come to know the Lord. But it's a lot harder. I don't know if you remember back in the 80s, as, as, as the move of God began to sweep, people were getting saved all over the place. Man, people were getting saved, and families were getting saved, and baptized in the Holy Spirit and everything. But now it seems like, Ugh! Now, listen to me. I know, as your watchman, as your pastor, I sound a lot like Chicken Little. Anybody remember that story? What did Chicken Little do? He walked around saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Everybody's like, dude, shut up. That's all he did, right? Because an acorn fell in his head. I feel like Chicken Little. Why? Because I'm always saying, the Lord is coming, the Lord is coming, the Lord is coming, the Lord is coming. Wake up, the Lord is coming. Now, listen, Here, let me just say this, okay? I would rather you be ready and wait 10 or 15 years than not be ready and be left behind. I'd rather you tell me, shut up and be ready than, than me not warn you. But in all honesty, I believe that, that he will, he's not going to tarry that long. In all honesty. Charles Seat once wrote, and I quote, With Christ in your life, you have an endless hope. But without Christ, you will have a hopeless end. Which of these will you have? An endless hope or a hopeless end? End quote. Guys, when we looked at the sequence of events that are leading up to the rapture, we saw basically, guys, that, that um, well, not at the rapture, I'm sorry, when we looked at the sequence leading up to the tribulation, we saw that three have already happened. Six are yet to be fulfilled. And what I find interesting, guys, as your pastor, as I warn you, next on the horizon is the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war, which involves Russia. Now, listen to this date. This was dated April 4th, 2021, World War III. A step away, Russian analyst predicts Putin pan-European war plan if Westerners react. According to Amir Safadi, he says, and I quote, Russia continued to send ammunition and weapons to battleground in the Ukraine. I am not sure what the Russians are planning, he writes. But whatever it is, peaceful, it's not. A weak American administration is emboldening Russia, Iran, North America, and more. Here's what he says. Ready? Listen. As bad as 2020 may have been, we may very well miss it. Please remember, he writes, that belonging to Jesus is more ever before a matter of life 
and death. Ben, 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 are you saying that this Ezekiel 30, is this the Ezekiel 38 and 30? Is Russia in the, no, 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 I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that we need to watch and be ready. This could lead to a strong Russian attack to Israel. And God bring him in. Don't know. Okay, one last point, and then we'll move on. I was listening to Pastor Jack Hibbs in a message that he taught, and in which he warned that COVID, politics, economics, all of this, guys, in the year 2020, was a wake-up call for the church. You understand that? Okay? And here's what he writes. He writes, COVID came in, in 2020, like about six inches of water. And the reason it came in is it tested. Now, COVID the event, not, not, the, not the disease, okay? I mean, that's still out there. People still get sick. I'm talking the event. Came in like six inches of water. And it tested relationships, did it not? It tested relationships. It tested the church. It tested everything. It could. Where are you at? It tested our compliance. It tested everything. Six inches of water. We had no clue. None. Every one of us longs for, for, for 2019. Oh, I wish it was the way it was. I wish we could go in a restaurant. It, it, I mean, even today. Even today, it's, it just tested us. But here's what he says. It says, man, think about how it tested your relationships with family members. Think about that. Think about how politics used it and and so forth. He says, 2020 was a wake-up call for the church. Now, here's what he writes. 2021, and moving forward, is not six inches of water. It's more like six feet of water. That's what it's going to be like. Dude, quit scaring us. I'm not scaring you. I'm trying to warn you. I'm trying to say, make sure you're right with God. Make sure that that's settled. And then live your life. Enjoy your life. Okay? Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't worry about the little drama stuff. That stuff has to go away. Forgive who you're going to need to forgive. I can't forgive. No, forgiveness is for you. And then move forward. Because, guys, it, it could get really bad. It could get really bad. Every one of you in this room, because you're here today, you're hoping that things get back to normal. Normal-ish, if you will. Like, like, and it, it could, this is what he says. This is, this is Jack Hibbs. And I was like, six feet of water. Wow. How are we going to do this? You know that me and Soph and Nathalie, me, Soph and, and uh, Adam, we all sat here and we, we talked and we took questions in and we didn't know what was going to happen. We had no idea what's going to happen. A year later, we're going, really? We did that for that? We did this for this? Wow. Pastor Ben, are we living in the last days? Absolutely, yes. But we have been for 2,000 years. So what does that mean? If you're playing basketball, the clock's run out. We're on overtime, and there's about a minute left. If you're playing football, there used to be something called sudden death. You understand what sudden death was? Whoever kicked the, whoever made the, the first points win, no matter what. I don't know why they changed it, but they did. We're on sudden death. This is it. 
The ball's on the field, and the Lord's about to kick. The Lord's about to kick. Well, Ben, I know you're the pastor, and I know you got, you're a watchman, and I know you're warning us, but was there any ever, any other ever warning? Was, I mean, yes, as a matter of fact, say goodbye to Ezekiel. Look what Luke says. Look, look what Luke writes about Jesus. Look at Luke 13, 1 through 9. You can look it up up here too. He says this, about this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Guess what? Government control. Jesus finds out about this. What? Yeah. Government came in, didn't want you to worship Jesus, killed you. Here's what he says. Do you think... Right? Those Galileans were worse sinners than all the people in Galilee? That's a good question. That's what Jesus asked. Do you think that? Jesus asked, is that why they suffered? He says, not at all. And you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. Listen, there's the warning. There's the warning. And he says, and about 18 people who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Were they worse sinners in Jerusalem? No. I'll tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish too. What's Jesus saying? Guys, he's he's heeding the warning. He's saying, here's the warning. Listen to me. Listen to me. He says, we're going to hear about people dying. We're going to hear about this. We're going to hear about that. Were they worse? He goes, no, no, no. Here's what's going to happen. That's life. But I'm telling you that you need to repent or else you're going to die too. This is what he's saying. Unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. This is what Jesus said. Notice he says, listen, you just got to be a good person. Just be a good person. Okay? Just give money. Be a good person. You know, buy a cup of coffee to a homeless guy. You know, I mean, just that. Just do that. Have a good attitude. Everybody wake up tomorrow and go... I'm going to have a great day. Have a good attitude. You go to heaven. Jesus said to you and I, he says, listen, unless we repent of our sins, he says, turn to God. Turn to God. So are you saying that if I repent and turn to God, that I won't die? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you'll live forever in heaven with him. That's what I'm saying. This body, it's going to stay here. I'm just going to stay here. It's okay. Listen, Jesus called it being born again. You guys know that, right? He said, you must be born again. Now, if you're born once, you'll die twice. You understand that? You'll die physically and spiritually, you're already dead. But if you're born twice, you'll only die once. And then you may not even die. Okay? You might be going in the grocery store, <whistles> buying some groceries, having a good time, and you'll hear this trumpet, and you're like, what in the... Boom. And you'll be out of here. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? You're about to take your test. You're about to take a test. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. You know, they took prayer out of schools. They didn't take prayer out of schools. Every kid prays right before he's about to take a test. 
Lord, please don't let me fail. I'll be killed. I'll get killed. Lord, please. Help me to remember everything, right? Guys, think about it. Here's the point. You ready? The point is, guys, that God is giving us time to repent. Some people call it slackness. Some people are like, well, yeah, I don't know, man. Listen, bro, we're already 2021. If Jesus was going to come back, there's even people, prominent, prominent theologians that said Jesus already came back or he's not coming back or there is no rapture. There's a preterist view and all this stuff, all this stuff, all this stuff. But listen, he's just saying it's time to get ready. Now, you and I, we would love to just please, 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 please. But it's got to be a work of the Holy Spirit. We can all we can be an instrument of the Holy Spirit, can we not? We can be an instrument. And part of being an instrument, guys, is just, again, listen, his mercy, his mercy is amazing. But one day very soon, we're going to hear the trumpet sound. One day. Every Sunday morning I've preached to you, and I've given you, so what should we do? What should we do? Man, purpose in your heart to forgive. That's weighing you down. Purpose in your heart to forgive. Purpose in your heart to love. Just purpose in your heart. God, I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to love your people. Purpose in your heart to enjoy life. Okay, as much as it is, listen, if you're going to go on vacation, enjoy your vacation. There are so many of us that don't enjoy vacation because we've got so much on our brain that we can't, we can't get out of our own brain to enjoy vacation. Purpose in your heart to hug your kids. Purpose in your heart. Purpose in your heart to sell, tell those Every day before you leave, I love you. I love you. Guys, we're in the last days because you're going to hear that trumpet. Don't be afraid to tell your, your unbelieving friends that you love them and that Jesus loves them. Don't be afraid. If they don't want to hear it, that's on them. They're, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting him. But just tell them. Just tell them. And trust Jesus. You go, why? When I first got saved, I went to my brothers and I tried to witness to them. I tried to tell them about God. No avail. No, they're stubborn. Oh. I used to tell Nathalie, I don't want my brothers to be left behind. I don't want my brothers, please, God. Guess how many years later, now they're starting to listen. They're starting to listen. They'll listen to you. Just give it time. Just give it time. Are we living in the last days, Mel? Absolutely. 
Are we ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. But you know what I want to do? When we jump in the book of Matthew, I want you guys to fall in love with Jesus so much that it's not even an issue. People say, you live in that state? You go, doesn't matter. I love Jesus. I love hanging out with him. I, love, I want to get to know him. I want to know the way he thinks because, because Jesus says, if you want to know God, look at me. If you want to know God, look at my heart. That's, that's what I want to do. You see, because in our social media, what do we use the term? Follow me. I want followers. I want followers. Follow me. Click on, click, follow, subscribe, hit the icon bell, blah, 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 blah. What they say. You know what Jesus says? Follow me, but that's a different way. He's not saying, he's not saying follow me on social media. He's saying, be my disciple. Be my disciple. Feathers, who are we going to pray with? Feathers, who are we, we going to minister to? Who are we going to reach? What are we going to do? We're going to be his disciple. This is cool. Let's sit at the feet of Jesus and get fed, but then let's take it and, and go out there. Let's be sensitive. Let's be sensitive. We're at the grocery store. The Lord says, buy those groceries for that lady. Do some, we're, we're, I don't know what God wants to do. I don't know what God wants to do. Start looking at our job like a mission field, not like a job. God has you there for a reason. That's your job. That's your mission field. Look at school as your mission field. What am I going to do? Let me just tell you this. You will win more people just by living your faith than having to speak every time. Just by living your faith. Well, why don't you do that, bro? Why don't you act like that, bro? Why aren't you not laughing at the dirty jokes? Eh. I love Jesus. Well, I love Jesus too. Well, cool. Can I show you in Scripture where it says that really not to talk like that? Can I, can I, this, this, is, this is where I get it from. Don't judge me, bro. No, I'm not judging. I'm just saying this is, this is me. This is me. Oh, you don't want to have lunch with me anymore? Okay. Okay. Let me let you on a little secret. You ready? Are we living in the last days? Everybody say yes or no. Yes. Okay. So for living in the last days, that's serious. Amen? But let me let you on a secret. Don't take yourself so serious. Don't take yourself so serious. It's okay. It's okay to have fun. We're in the last days. Let's just enjoy and I'll tell you why. Because out there is God's creation. He made the world. He made everybody. Let's just enjoy. He, he called us to enjoy fellowship. He called us to enjoy great food. Okay? Any of you ever want to invite me over for a steak? Let's enjoy great food, okay? You understand? Enjoy. Enjoy. Well, let's close with this, guys. Let's close this last series. I want to just, just, just remind you, and you can use this. It's the simple Roman road that we need to be, that walk to be saved, okay? The Roman road of salvation, what does it mean? Number one, the Bible says in, in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Can we get an amen? We've all sinned. We've blown it. I acknowledge that. Amen. That's me. As we move in the Roman road, we need to realize that the wages of sin is death, eternal death, Romans 6.23. But it goes on in 6.23 and says, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
So what should we do? You ready? Here it is. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. That's what we need to do. Romans 10, 9. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word and the truth in your word. We thank you for your great love for us, God. Lord, we love you. We love you. We love you. We thank you for this amazing series. We look forward to hanging out with you in the book of Matthew. But Lord, what's most important is our relationship with you. And with every eye closed and every head bowed, and those of you watching online, if you're not right with God, if the reality has kind of swept through your heart that you're not a fully devoted follower of Jesus. And you realize that, but you want to be. Then I want to pray for you. Father, right now, May your Holy Spirit fall on those watching online, listening by podcast, or Lord, even in the radio, in their car, right now. Father, we're sorry for our sin. And we need help. Lord Jesus, we blow it every single day. And Lord, we've made a mess of our lives. And so we need you. Father, your word told me right here that if, if I'll confess and believe that I'll be saved. And so, God, I confess that I believe that Jesus, fully God and fully man, died on the cross for me. I believe that he was buried, God. I believe on the third day he rose from the dead. I believe that he went to heaven, and I believe that he's interceding for me now. I believe he's coming back. I believe, God, that I can be saved if I put my faith and trust in you. So I'm asking, with the confession of my mouth, I'm asking, Lord, would you, would you live in me? Would you forgive me? Would you, would you walk with me? Would you come into my life and be my Lord? Guide me in every decision. Would you be my God? Showing me the way. Lord, would you be my friend? Because I choose to follow you this day, Jesus, for forever I'm yours. That's what I want people to know. In Jesus' name, amen.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. Enjoy, enjoy this amazing day. We're going to worship. We're going to worship. We're going to worship. I love you. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to hear from you and see you in person at the church. You can find our contact information, location, and even give a donation at calvarychapellubbock.church. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family.